0: Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. That was good. Hey, all right. And the kids, this is a little smaller mass at the, the three o'clock was packed. Uh, and it was just so good. It was so I told them it's so good just to see people back at church. Some semblance of normalcy uh, as 2020 comes to a close, right? And I think everybody's ready to wave goodbye to 2020. Um, but I was talking with Father Nick Schneider, and he said, you know, everybody's coming down on this year 2020 is this bad year you know we just need to get rid of it but ever since the birth of jesus we refer as catholics we refer to every year so it's like in the year of our lord 2020 anno domini right and so even 2020 is in the year of our lord so there's something that must have come out of this year that god wanted to teach us and i think one of the things that god wanted to teach us number one is We don't like to be alone. Like, we're meant for relationship, right? We we are not meant to be alone. And when when we're stuck alone with our thoughts and all the distractions of America are taken away from us, it's a scary place. And I think people really started to push back against that. And so as we come to Christmas, it's like, we always say it's the greatest time of the year, right? There's all these songs about the greatest time of the year. Is it really the greatest time of the year? Because I always find people, especially this year, you know, depression numbers go up. People are all, I mean, they, they, they feel so pressured to make sure everything's perfect, controlling Christmas. And I don't know if Christmas is the greatest time of the year. For some people, it's an incredibly dark time. And the reason it's an incredibly dark time, and the reason we hated this year of 2020, is because the world is a mess. It's a mess. And it's not like it just became a mess this year it's been a mess all the way since the beginning of time ever since the fall it's been a mess now i think we as priests i don't know about that i'm not complaining in any way i love being a priest i do i love it but we bear the brunt of the bad news we really do i think that that priests are given a special grace by god otherwise we'd go insane or be incredibly depressed because really, there is. I mean, when people call me 99% of the time, it's not a good call. Something's wrong. Right? Like the—I the, this last week, there was uh, <clears throat> this young, it was, it was crazy. It was this young girl, right? She's in her teens and she wants to get married. And her parents are adamantly opposed to it um, just because she's so young. And so they're sitting with me and they're like, it's, it's, it's terrible, Father. And it's gotten even worse because now we just found out that she's pregnant. And the, the, the boyfriend isn't the dad. And so, like, I mean, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is awful. And she's like, yeah. And so they're try- he's trying to call off the wedding now. It's just terrible. And, and then apparently he goes to sleep one night, has this dream. And an angel appears to him and says, Joseph... Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Did I get you? I got the three o'clock bad. I mean, they they were sitting in the... I mean, people were just like, Unbelievable. Do you realize that we are scandalized by our own story? The Christmas story is scandalous. You guys, when we look over at that nativity scene, and I think that the world has softened it And taking away its power. We look at that and we're like, oh, it's so beautiful. And it's warm and fuzzy. Look at the animals. I bet the animals bowed down when Jesus was born. I bet they all, like the donkey, put his head. It was that beautiful. And the little shepherds came and they were so sweet. And, And then the kings, they came from the east and the big. And they laid their gifts at the Christ child's feet. It was such a wonderful thing. It's all a lie. All of that is a lie. The first Christmas was an absolute nightmare. It was a mess. A mess beyond mess. You've got to realize, from the point that Jesus was born, things didn't get better. They got worse. From crib to cross. It got worse and worse and worse. We, I think, we fail. You know, right after you know the Feast of Christmas, we celebrate the Holy Innocents because we're called to remember that the birth of the Christ Child brought brought about a horrific slaughter of children. I mean, that's not nice, warm, fuzzy. That's terrible. It was a terrible, terrible time. And I want to look at just three characters very quickly to help you grasp what God is radically trying to teach us today. I want to look at King Herod, the shepherds, and the kings, the three kings. Okay, King Herod first. King Herod, I I think you could argue King Herod knew who Jesus was better than most of us. That's why he wanted him dead. Because he knew that if this was indeed the prophesied child, that he was going to upend the entire concept of world power. And that's why he said, if that happens, I'm gone. And so he tries to kill him. Herod was not just kind of like this king, you know, that had an ego problem. Herod was a wicked, wicked man. Caesar Augustus, okay... Caesar Augustus is quoted in the history of Rome as saying it was better to be Herod's dog than his own child. You know why? Because he killed all three of his sons and his wife. He was so paranoid And he was such a tyrant that on the day of his death, he decreed that an entire village should be slaughtered so that there would be sorrow on the day he died. That's what world power looks like. Fear, coercion, manipulation, tyranny. And that's why Herod and every other tyrant has passed into the history of the world and only one king is still seated on his throne. The one who radically changed our concept of power. When you look at the Christ child in the manger, you see what real power is. It's humble, sacrificial love. And that, that changes the world don't miss that tonight second the shepherds everybody again these shepherds right they show up everybody thinks i mean shepherds if you look in the bible if you look abel was a shepherd moses was a shepherd david was a shepherd amos was a shepherd they were all these shepherds they had to be like great people wrong they were considered like the scum of the earth Did you know that? Did you know that they had a saying, the rabbis had a saying that said, what a tax collector is in the city, a shepherd is in the country. If a shepherd, this is the best, if a shepherd witnessed a crime, his testimony didn't count in the court. These were scoundrels. The worst of the worst. And yet, who does God appear to? Who do we hear this glorious choirs of angels singing, announcing the birth of the Savior of the world? He comes to losers. Nobodies. Scoundrels, liars, cheaters. The worst, the refuse of society. They get the message of the newborn king. What is going on? I think what God is saying is... I want to reveal you, I want to reveal myself and my son to you, and I don't care what you've done, I don't care who you are, I want in, nobody is excluded, and that's good news, that's why he went to the worst of the worst, and on top of that you have these kings, how many kings are there? Wrong. How many kings are there? Wrong. Deacon? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's cheating. He was at the other Mass. But he even answered at the other Mass. Actually, there were no kings. They're not even called kings. They're called magi, right? And it doesn't say there were three. The reason we think there's three is why gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They gave three gifts, so there must have been three kings. We don't know that. We don't know how many showed up. Here's the other thing these weren't these regal men from the East, they were sorcerers. They were pagan zodiac astrologers. They again, like you guys don't look shocked enough at this stuff. So imagine if, like, you had your neighbor right. Your neighbor, the 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 daughter of your neighbor was a teenager. She got pregnant out of wedlock, and then on the day of her, you you heard the child was born at the house. And who, who shows up? Some mafia people, some junkies, a couple witch doctors. You'd be like. What is happening at their house? But this is our story. This is our story. Why did God appear to the refuse of society? Why did he go to these people who who were pagan sorcerers? Because there is no good people without him. But with him, the world changes saints are made truth is proclaimed captives are set free this this is the beauty of our story it's not a fuzzy little heartfelt warming nativity scene I mean the donkey was probably taking a dump when the whole thing happened and yet and yet God comes into that and he says this to every single one of you. I want in to the mess because everybody in this church, we're all a mess. And we all need him. And all God asks of us year after year after year on this day is to believe just one thing. Just one. And he... He died for it. He sent his son for it into the mess that we would believe just one thing, that no matter what happens to us, no matter how crazy and terrible this world gets, and no matter how mysterious and ridiculous and messy and chaotic life is, he's in it. He's there. And he wants you to know you're loved in it, you're cherished, and he wants to provide for you. That's why he came. That's the Christmas Christmas message. The Prince of Peace has come to reverse the logic of the world, which is the logic of sin and suffering and pain and fear. And he wants to reveal to us the truth that every life to him matters and that every person, no matter how messed up they are, is loved. No one is excluded from this great news. And that, that's the truth of Christmas.